Welcome to Inside the Light, where we dissect and discuss different words and their presence in our lives with the intention of gaining new perspective and relating to one another. I'm Julia. And I'm Laura. Let's turn on the light. This episode's word is pride. A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired, conscious of one's own dignity. I connect with that so incredibly. Yeah. Like that. That is deep. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wow. I didn't know the dictionary had like that deep of quotes in there. (laughs) The dictionary is woke. Sorry. (laughs) But like the first thing that I think of when I think of that definition, consciousness of one's own dignity is relaying that. So like the way that I view the universe or people just people in the world is that we are all equal we're all like we all come from the same thing we are all equal nobody is greater than anybody the only thing that's different is we're on different paths so we're like either farther along on our journey or we're not as far along but we're always equal and so I feel like something that I really like about that definition is it really for me it brings me to a space of like I recognize my own dignity in those moments where I'm feeling pride, but also honoring other people's dignity. So when you're, when you're thinking of pride in that way, it's like not coming from an ego space of like, I am proud and I am better than you, or I am bigger than you. It's like, we're all on a journey. That's just, we're just in different places in it. So for me, pride is honoring my dignity, but also honoring everybody else's dignity I think is super important in it I love that and it's funny because um pride um it's always been for some reason my family they have this thing around like we think of pride and it comes from the word I would imagine for me I extract from the word proud you know like to be proud of someone is to have pride in them or to be proud of some I think that's that's essentially how it works right um and in my family it is such a part of just our verbiage and how we communicate with each other. And um, it's something that growing up was always established within me, especially my Tia Andre, who I am extremely proud of. Um, he has um, he has just done so much with his life that has had such a, a huge scale um, on a world, you know, on a world scale um, in terms of like an, his impact. And I've always been so proud of like the sacrifices that he's made. And I've always been so proud of where he's allowed himself to just like show up in the world. And um, he's always been very like, I am proud of you. I am proud of you. You know, it's, we get off the phone and it's like, I love you. I'm proud of you. And it's always been that like, you know, and it's always been part of our language and I've carried it into my friendships, into my relationships. And and it, I think it's something people don't hear enough. I think that, um, I think some words get thrown out, you know, just kind of casually, um, you know, in relationships, like platonic friendship, family, you know, lovers and whatnot. I think a lot of words get thrown out there without really sitting with what the meaning is. Or someone tells you that I'm proud of you. It, you, it means that 
like there's so much of a story behind it of just like you did something that I am acknowledging and that I am respecting or that I am honoring or whatever that is. And to me, pride and the healthiest sense of the word is a really beautiful thing. Um, and it's funny, and this is going to sound so stupid. This is my childlike brain. But when I think of the word pride, separate from proud, I think of um, pride rock from, is that the Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> and you think of like the lion, you know, like uh, Mufasa or like whoever it is, Simba, like standing on the top of this rock. And, and that image to me is pride you know it is like when you're in that space and you're elevated and you're feeling like you know I did that or like I'm here you know and and in a in a balanced way that can be very empowering um and it can be very encouraging it can because I mean, really to go there too, like we look up to the people that we're proud of, you know, when we attach that word, it's like, I'm proud of you. I'm looking up to you, you know? And I think so, it carries so much weight, so much yeah. beautiful weight. Um, I feel but, like, like yeah. kind of like what you're saying too, like pride can be, if we're talking about it in an achievement sense, like kind of like that first definition that I kind of skimmed by but yeah, like, I was like, I like that one. <laughs> because yeah like that's the first definition that's probably the one that people mostly connect uh -huh. with and I love that me and you always have like different things that we kind of connect yeah. with. Uh, on that sense like yes I think that pride is being proud of your achievements but if I'm thinking and if we're talking about like doing things and like following your heart and doing things that you were mm -hmm. meant to do and all that sense you can feel a sense of pride in it and it should feel elevated in the sense of like you did something and it took a lot of work and you're proud of it and like you're standing on this rock and proud and I right. did this right <laughs> like when I think of pride in a different sense not based around achievement when I'm thinking of it it's almost like I'm connecting it more to like ego or something like the way that I look at pride is like kind of like standing up for yourself or like like the definition said like consciousness of what was it consciousness dignity. Your, yeah yes. your own dignity so like you can think of it in achievement ways and I think that's beautiful and everybody can connect to that but when I because I I actually hold a lot of pride and I think sometimes it's to a disservice and when it is to a disservice it's it is my ego talking and me and you were just having a conversation right before we started this podcast that was very pride driven so like for me if i i've always had a really deep sense of self-worth i've always known that maybe not always but most of my life I've always known that I have worth and that there's a reason why I'm here and especially in the last couple of years I have learned a lot about myself and I've grown as a human and I feel like I am such a good friend I am such a good mother I am such and and it, like I'm not trying to elevate myself I just know in my heart that I know my worth and I know what I am worth to other people and I know that people should be thankful to have me in their life right? And so what can happen for me when I think of pride is I can go too far with that, where it's like, oh, you're not thankful to, you're not going to show me like that you're thankful and, and 
appreciative to have me and like, like me in your presence, then you know what? I don't need you in my presence, you know? And it's like a very prideful, like, oh, okay. So you don't, you're not showing me like appreciation that I know that I have within myself. And instead of realizing that maybe those people that aren't showing you that appreciation are not as far along, like I was saying in their journey, it's not that you're, I'm not elevated above anybody, like I said before, but sometimes my ego pride will step in and try to like protect myself. And something that you said to me that I, I found very connected with in that conversation was, um, a sense of abandonment. It's like a fear of abandonment. So that's where my pride in a negative sense can come in because if somebody's in my life and they're not showing me what I, what I expect from them, I feel like, are they abandoning me right now? And so if they're abandoning me, I'm going to abandon them first. <laughs> like I didn't, you didn't want me like, guess what? I didn't want you first. I never even wanted you in the first place. Like, see you later. And that's the ego talking <laughs> pride you know right it's so funny to and it's it spoke so purely with our how you attach to one part of the definition and I attach to the other yeah. part of the definition because in, in the same way that you just told your story and this is this is somewhat depressing but um <laughs> just as I said so in the way that I connect to the definition in terms of accomplishments um I when you were talking about self-worth, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's something I've struggled with my whole life. <laughs> um, I haven't, I haven't resonated with the sense of pride in term. I've done it with like, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this and achievements. And it's, and it's shown in terms of like how you describe, I, I love your confidence. I love how you're like unapologetically you. And I love how you, not to say like demand this, it, like your energy kind of demands this respect, you know, it's just like how you show up. It's just very like, um, just like confirming of like who you are and how much you um, value yourself. And that is something I've always struggled with in my life. And I've always admired that characteristic in other people. Um, I have one friend and um, she just values and loves and respects and knows herself so much that she refers to herself as Beyonce. And that is like, <laughs> and just everyone knows her as Beyonce. <laughs> like, and, you know, and, and with is her- Is it Beyonce? Uh, right, it is, really. <laughs> and I've always, she would refer to me as J-Lo, you know, and that was our, like, <laughs> she being around her, she just had this energy about her. And I always- admired that I always admired that in other women and in other and I and I really referred to women because you know and I don't want to you know I don't want to categorize us but in terms of like self-worth you know and I'm sure and I would love to just kind of have that conversation allow this like masculine energy there to be the voice for this because I don't want to be dismissive of like men not feeling that emotion of like um, questioning their self-worth but I think it's something that as women we I I know is like it's it's so strong in the culture of just like social media you know what you see that's put out there of like self-worth and what that what that means for a woman, you know, and as something that is actually not 
for me, I know in my life has always been a, a struggle and it's definitely how that, and so it's, I love what this is kind of bringing to the table for the both of us. Um, and it's shown up in my life on the opposite end where I actually will sacrifice a lot of myself because I don't feel like I'm worthy because I don't feel like, um, you know, that I deserve more, you know, and um, mostly in terms of relationships and, and the fear of abandonment will come in, in terms of like, I'm not enough. And that's where that really sits with me in terms of like, you think of pride and associating it with the ego and, and not really in your definition, I probably need to read your definition more, <laughs> which is, and I will say I'm in a, I'm in a better place. I definitely have more awareness. I, God, I have shown up for myself so powerfully, I would say within the last year. And um, I know within my whole life to really look back and look at my accomplishments and, <laughs> and look at, you know, and not just in the material world, but like on an emotional level or in my relationships and how I've grown with other people in my life. Um, but, and I think even more so on that end is where I've grown and to, to realize my self-worth, which is to, to develop that pride in my dignity for myself and my path. And, but it's definitely, and I think that neutral space is like, cause I'm like, what's the antonym of pride? I think of like, like humble, you know, like to be humble. And so that's I a think good that's, one. you that know, I don't know. I mean, that makes a lot of sense for if we're trying to portray pride in like honoring yourself way, then right. because again, that's not trying to elevate yourself. Right. Humble is just being. Right. And it's, yeah, it's and honoring your being. Right. Even though this is so weird and I do this, but like even in saying the word, you think of like pride and it feel, and then the humble, you know, it's such a like humble, you know, like, right. It's not elevated, like pride, ooh, pride. Like the I in it is so like, and is it the I? It's the elevation of the I, you know? Sorry, promise I'm not high right now. (laughs) But I just in saying that, and like, to me, it is a very humbling. I I am in like, I have pride for myself, but I also feel in this humble space because another one of my favorite words right now is like allowing, and I think that like pride to be so, oh, to be so proud of yourself. You and I had this revelation one night, the weekend of your birthday, when you came to visit, um, where um, we were talking about when we used to teach and our students and how we would get students that were older in age and that had um, maybe even like gone to cosmetology or um, school for, I don't know why I can never say esthetician, like aesthetics. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe they went to school in my, in, in, in my field in cosmetology, maybe they went to school in like the 1990s. And then they decided now later in life, they're going to come back to school for cosmetology and actually follow through with it. And not, not to say that this was always the case, but you would get these students. And sometimes there would be this like, well, I know it all. 
Mm -hmm. I know it all. And this sense of pride and like, I, I have all the knowledge. And meanwhile, they're paying, was it like over $20,000 to go to cosmetology school to get like 1600 hours worth of education to sit in a classroom where there's knowledge, new knowledge, entirely new knowledge, not mullets, not (laughs) chunky highlights. And they're like, I know it all. And I realized the revelation was that I sometimes operate that way in life. Mm-hmm. That sometimes we all do. <laughs> yeah. The, so sometimes I think I know it all because, oh, I've been there. I don't need to do this again. I've, you know, I've, I've been that person. I don't need to, da, 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 da. I've, you I've know, already I've, learned that lesson. Oh, right. I've already learned that lesson. And that for me was such a humbling experience to be like, you learned it, but that doesn't mean you're done learning or there is another level to this. And, and we're never, it's so funny because you like pass a lesson or you, you, you get something and you're just like, wow, I, I get it now, or I learned this, or I feel better, or I'm this kind of person. I've let go of this. And then something comes up and, and you're just like humbled all over again, but like humbled, like sit down, (laughs) you're in class again. And like, you don't know it all. And it could be the most frustrating thing to, to have to go through that and to kind of break down through that ego, through that pride of like being on top of your rock and like, you know, and, and that is like, that is part of the journey, I think as well in life of just like, that constant evolution and allowing yourself to change and recognizing that like each new level in life is going to offer you a new lesson, you know, and and that's my approach. I know of just like learning and, but there's always that resistance. You like, it's like you go through something difficult, there's a lesson. And then you like, right before you get to the next level per se, you know, there's this like resistance. You're like, still holding on to the old patterns and habits and not entirely releasing or even allowing, not just allowing for it to happen and unfold. And I think pride triggers a lot of that. Ego triggers a lot of that whole process. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You really really checked mine today. Let me tell you. (laughs) I, because like I said, I've always carried this especially lately this extreme amount of pride and so sometimes I need your because we we have like you know I have that more masculine energy and you have the more feminine energy so for me to like it's like you put me back in my place like okay you're no 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 like you're (laughs) acting in a way that's like elevated and like you said what I really love because we did come to that revelation when I was in Hawaii and it's like yes, maybe you learn the lesson, but every experience is different. And so maybe you learn the lesson that way, just like in school, if we're using that as an example, like you might've learned how to wax somebody's arm that way by that teacher, but I'm teaching you a completely different way. And it's not to say either one of those are wrong, but you're learning from both of us. And it's the same when you're learning in relationships. It's like, okay, I've been in this space where I've been in this kind of relationship where I was underappreciated. And so I don't, now I'm just going to run away because I'm not appreciated. But, but really you need to realize like every experience is teaching you something different. Even if you think you knew it all, 
you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always a lesson. There's always a lesson where, like you said, we're always evolving and growing and we never stop growing. And we, we talk about that all the time now, because it was funny to us when you were realizing, having that revelation, it's like, we used to get so frustrated by those students who knew it all and then we were we were doing that (laughs) we were like why are we going through this we've already been here why do we have to do this again like and then we're like wait a second we sound exactly like those students who carry this ego with them because they already knew it but we were learning so many things right and that and I feel led to just kind of share more specifically in terms of like the example, you know, and how it showed up in my life is that um, I have always only really experienced pretty unhealthy relationship dynamics in terms of love. And um, I mean, yeah, I mean, in every possible way. And so in that instance, I was actually experiencing the healthiest relationship dynamic, although short-lived that I had ever experienced. But, and this was, I feel like pride. So it was like, I got to a point where I was like, I'm ready for love. I'm ready for, I learned the lessons. I learned all these things. I've been through it. And then I'm faced with this new kind of relationship, this new dynamic, but I was still somewhat applying my old mentality or my old knowledge that applied to a completely different type of relationship to this new, fresh, beautiful, vibrant, blissful thing. And so pride can almost like cap you out (laughs) of like what you're able to receive if you're so focused on like, well, if you're comparing it to what you did before, you know, like, like, well, I got through this before and it's like, this is entirely different. You can't apply old knowledge and like, yes, you can apply old knowledge and old lessons, but like you need to receive this experience to be able to learn from it and not compare it or, or, you know, or even just kind of, because that's the other thing too, is like having the pride from going through those past experiences, it's still attaching to those past experiences. And so I think to just kind of like be humble is to just like, it's like, I almost want to look up the definition for humble because what is that? I feel like your situation, it's like, you were applying your past experiences in these abusive relationships to your healthy relationship. And so what you were learning in that moment is what it's like to apply those healthy patterns to a healthy relationship, literally what you were doing and to see how that shows up. And in that week that I was there, you also found pride in honoring yourself. Right. And you found this voice inside of you. And so you learned so much, so many things there. Right. Yeah. Cause it, that came down to, and it's really interesting just in, in relationships as a whole, how we develop almost like these patterns and me not recognizing my self-worth and me also not recognizing my voice. I was scared to speak up. I was scared to communicate. I was scared to really honor my truth. And, um, and so I actually probably could have used 
you know, I, and I, well, no, not that I could have, but <laughs> utilizing more of that self-worth or that pride within myself helped me to show up more confidently. And it's still, I'm still learning, you know, and I'm still, oh, yeah, we are. you know, and I'm still kind of receiving what that means of like knowing your worth, identifying like your value within yourself, being confident in who you are, but not taking it to so much of an extreme where you're pushing people away. And then also not humbling yourself so much and being so considerate of other people that you're devaluing yourself. Yeah. And it's like just just because that's the, really that it's like either you sacrifice yourself or you sacrifice others, you know, it, you know, by thinking so highly of yourself or thinking so less of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so to stay in that middle ground um, is going to be, yeah, it's, it is my journey right now. I feel like something that is super cool about our friendship and what we bring out of each other and I'm so thankful for it. Oh my gosh. So thankful. I know we both are is what exactly that is trying to stay in this neutral space. So like I'm coming from a prideful space, which is I elevate myself a lot. And then you come from elevating the other, like a elevating the other person, I feel like. And so you teach me in those spaces where I'm like, because the way I look at relationships and if I'm being totally honest in most of my relationships that I've been in, I have had control in the relationship. Like mm -hmm. I'm the one that's been in charge. I'm the one, I'm the one that's worn the pants. I'm the one who tells, like, I'm the one who tells you how it is. This is how it's going to go. And this is my relationship and I am in charge. And obviously that never worked out for me. Um, and it also made me lose respect for the men that I was in those relationships with. I mean, obviously I've had some where it wasn't like that, but those relationships, because I elevated myself and because I demanded respect, because the way I looked at it was you, and I still, I still do look at it this way, but not in such a toxic way. Right. But I feel like you teach people how to treat you. And so in that sense, you're not going to treat me that way. And if you do treat me that way, I'm going to do it first <laughs> or I, and then you're going to realize, oh, that's not what I want. Or you're going to run away or whatever you're going to do, or you're going to just let me have complete control. And on, and because I do that and I lose respect for people who treat me well, it's made me be in this space. That's like too much sometimes. And then vice versa with you, where I feel like you let people take the control and then and so Absolutely. trying to find that balance is really interesting and not only try to find the balance within yourself but also finding a partner that's balancing as well so like we I'm attracted to a masculine uh, somebody who like holds their own who knows themselves like I really need that like prideful prideful man but at the same time he has to have that soft side you know but when when I've entered a relationship I have had one relationship where like we both have these huge pride things going on and it creates a completely toxic dynamic and because we were both so elevated 
one of us, neither of us were going to like succumb to it. So it would create this toxicity and this pull and pull and pull and who's going to have the power right now, who's going to win. And so I think something that you pull out of me and I've, I've only learned honestly, since I've known you is to like drop that and stay in the neutral space and not try to overpower someone with my pride and I'm this and I'm that and you better respect it. It's like in a relationship, there's two players there. And so honoring both sides of it and not coming from the ego and not being triggered by things is really hard for me. It's really, really hard. And I'm so thankful that I have you to kind of bring me back down (laughs) to reality and be like, okay, this is your ego. Like right now you are trying to like escape reality by making up a story in your head so you feel safe, (laughs) but you don't need to do that, you know? And it's funny because exactly what you just said is how how I was in relationships in the past. I liked, I mean, I would say, And I know that this is like, I don't know, politically incorrect or whatever it is, but I would say I like a manly man, you know, like I like a man to be, it was really my way of saying like, I want like a dominant man. I want a man to be controlling and I want, and I, and it, it's really my way of saying, which is really my way of saying, I want a toxic man. (laughs) Like, like, like I, and I was attracted to it as so much so that like, if I want, at the time, if I went on a date with a man who didn't embody that and was really balanced within themselves. I, I would think they were boring. I would think that they were quote unquote soft, like, like, Ooh, I can't, like, I can't be like, I, you know, and, and I've, it's funny because I went on a date recently where the, he was healthy and balanced and I didn't see it as boring. I didn't like how I would have in the past had Laura in the past and I would have just been like, you know, just not, I would have taken that date and perceived this man in a different way. He was a man, he was showing up, you know, whole and strong within himself, but we just didn't click, you know, and the, it just wasn't there. And so um, to be in that space where I think too, because what you have taught me is, you know, that I don't have to give all of myself and that I do need to value myself and I do need to. And that's like, you're contributing to all of these lessons that I've learned and really sh- showing me in my life, how that can be projected into, you know, different situations and experiences in a really confident way and in a respectful way for myself. And so now, yeah, I mean, it's, the way I perceive others and the way that I'm able to show up in other people's lives, it's really stemming from the worth that I identify within myself, which is, it is that balance of like, like the, the pride and the self-worth, but then also like the, I'm also a human being. And, you know, so it's like the balance between the two that I'm able to kind of like go back and forth between that. But it, it, it's really funny just to see the contrast between the both of yeah. us. And, and now that's, that's with that. like, with any relationship, I feel like whether it's a romantic one or a friendship or yeah. a family member, yeah. right. And I think it's also important to remember that you can have, you can come from a prideful space and know your worth because like that's I mean we both I think can do that we both do that now but um 
And so for me, that just means that I am who I am unapologetically, you like it or you don't. Now, when I say that, when we're talking about relationships and having a healthy dynamic between that pride and self-worth, you also have to respect that they are also like they are who they are. And you either, like you always say this, you either take that or you leave it. And that is who they are that you shouldn't want to change them just like they shouldn't want to change you. You either take it or you don't. And so when you're thinking about that dynamic in a relationship, it makes you, for me, it makes me appreciate things about them and just that's where I have to take a step back, you know, where I'm like, okay, so I'm used to having control. And right now I don't have control because I can't always have control (laughs) and like honoring that and knowing that like, that's not normal. That's not something that I even, I always try to have control, but where has that gotten me? (laughs) You know, like it's made me lose complete respect. And so I sometimes need to take a step back and remember what I'm looking for is kind of what you were saying, like what you were looking for. We're looking for the same thing in the sense of, I want somebody who knows what they want. And I, I used to joke about this. And I, when me and my boyfriend first met, he said, what's your type and my perfect way to describe it. And I do still like mean this fully my type is someone who doesn't give a crap what my type is. That's my type because that's who I am. Right. And so if we have those two dynamics working together in a relationship, there's going to be moments where it's going to feel tense or overwhelming for me because I'm trying to take control and they're trying to take control. And then you just need to realize that there is a neutral space here where we don't always have to have control and we just need to allow for each other to go through or experience whatever that, whatever that is. Right. Um, which is, which is so like the whole time I want to be like, but the idea of control is an illusion, <laughs> you know, like, because the reality is we don't ever like, totally. Like sometimes we do like, well, but do we really like the idea of control is such an illusion, especially when it comes into relationships. And I strongly, I'm like a huge advocate for like, not being in relationships, waiting for someone to change, you know? Um, And I think that because that is that reverting back to what you were saying earlier, um, you know, you go into a relationship and you have a sense of pride and like who you are and it's, it is honoring in a relationship of like who that person is as well and where they are in their path. And so many unhealthy relationship dynamics are because one person or both people are like, well, maybe they'll change. Well, maybe they'll change. Well, maybe they'll change. And I had this eye awakening moment and I can't remember what actually triggered it. Like if it was a conversation or a session or whatever it was, or a hallucinogen that like brought me to this. (laughs) (laughs) But I had this eye awakening moment where because in in relationships, like if you're in if you're in a relationship with someone who uh, like I've I was in a relationship with someone who um, had anger issues or maybe they suffered with like addiction or whatever it was, and you you're in those relationship dynamics and you're like, well, maybe I can help them, maybe I can support them, maybe I can be there for them, and then you're you're sacrificing of yourself to do that. You're sacrificing, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, and, and it's not being reciprocated, but you're like, this is unconditional and it's okay. And, and, and at the core, you're doing this from a loving space, 
but you're doing this because, and, and this is me seeing this from a, a wider view, because you want the person to change, right? And it's so you, almost selfish because you want them for you. So not even that. Yes, but not even that. It's, it's uh, in terms of the point that I'm getting to, you're wanting them to change, which is saying they're not enough is who they are coming up as, is the human being that they're coming up as. And I am actually thinking that I am better than you because I am thinking that I have what my you way. my way yeah. to, and that was like, oh, like what? Like, wouldn't like, yes, but like, oh no, I can't believe I was do like, you know, and it, the thing is, is it is from a pure space, but when you really identify, because what is so different about that person going through anger issues, going through, you know, not knowing how to handle their emotions or feeling really insecure to where they're projecting in this volatile way or attaching to alcohol, you know, because they, they don't know how to face their struggles and what they're going through in life or like past traumas. What's so different from them and me holding on to them is a form of whatever it is of love of, you know, to satisfy something within myself and even in unknowingly with a level of unawareness, elevating myself above them, just as they elevate their actions and behaviors or the addiction above them. And it's when you really look at it in that way, in that perspective, it really takes pride and ego to a whole new level in terms of just like the impact it can have if, cause it's that it like to, to, to operate in that way. And to say, it's, it's essentially saying that they're not enough or they're like who they are as a human being is wrong. And, and that's you know not more. And you know more. And that is so far from the truth. And so to, to be in a relationship dynamic and, ex, and to even like, even if it comes from a loving place, it's the, the reality of it isn't, it's not good and it's not okay. And, and really we should just be operating with the sense of, I don't even want to say humbleness, but just that like wholeness within yourself and wholeness within another person and allowing that wholeness to just be, you know, and, and, and not controlling, you know, not because it's, controlling is a gentle form of manipulating yes, and manipulating controlling is manipulating it is and I love that like I try to I use that word so much in the conversations that I have with people in my sessions because they need to know at the core of what they're trying to do what that is and manipulation feels like such a villain of a word because it is and we we well you know I just wish that they would or I just wish it would be this way or why couldn't it and so I'm gonna do this and so I'm gonna do this and so I'm gonna so you're gonna manipulate yeah. to control the situation so you feel safe because someone else isn't showing up in the way or the image that makes you feel comfortable so you're not accepting and authentically loving this person and you are also not authentically and loving yourself because you're turning away from at your core you're not not you but we are not <laughs> manipulative people that's not who we are yeah. you know and so to honor yourself and your wholeness and your humbleness and your pride is just to allow space and and to know that we're all I mean we all have those lessons we all have that you know those things to learn I feel like something that 
you you have taught me actually I think I think it's you that's taught me this is in relationships especially in loving ones or actually any relationship your job like what you were saying is to not manipulate the situation in order to change them to make them what you feel comfortable like that makes you feel the best um your role in any relationship is to be that role in the relationship. So an example, if you're in a boyfriend, girlfriend, like I have a boyfriend. So my role in, in our relationship is to be a loving, supportive partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my role. My role is not to be his mom and tell him what he can and cannot do. My role is not to uh, embarrass him when he does things that, or if he does things that, my role is to be that loving counterpart. And I feel like when you do that in relationships, whether it's a loving relation, like a romantic one, or like a, even like a child and a mother, when you let them make the mistakes or do whatever, and you just love and support them for who they are, what the beautiful thing that I've seen happens is they come to those conclusions on their own. And instead of having to manipulate the situation to get them, that just pushes them away. So I know how I act is if somebody tells me this is what you need to do because what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel attacked. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, really? That's what you think? I'm going to do the exact opposite to prove you wrong. <laughs> right. And it's really toxic. Then I don't think I'm really like that now, but this is just how I've acted in the past. And I need to come to conclusions. And it's funny because I've had past relationships where they like tell me to do something and I'm like oh no 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 like you're not going to tell me what to do I'm in charge you know like I know what's best for me and then like a year goes by and I come to some conclusion and and then I tell them and they're like that's literally what I told you to do a year ago right and then I'm I'm attacked again I'm like this was my idea and they're like (laughs) I told you this but like obviously it took me longer because they didn't just let me not to say it's their fault, but it took me longer to come to the conclusion because they didn't just let me come to the conclusion on, on my own. They were trying to like put their agenda on me. And so I feel like in relationships, if you just remember your role, right? like as a parent for me, as a parent is to be, to give my kids the perfect environment that's like safe, loving, and to be who they are not to try to mold them in the way that I want or in a relationship. My role is to be that loving, supportive girlfriend who is non-judgmental, who loves them for who they are, no matter what. And they can come to the conclusions that they need to come to in order to help themselves if they need to, right? Right. And so I think that's a really beautiful um, insight that you've given me. (laughs) The irony that I see all the time is that So, um, I'll have like a conversation with someone, you know, I'll have a session and they'll say, well, like, how can I help this person learn this lesson? How can I help them? How can I help them go through this? Or how, how can they see? And we don't realize exactly what you said. If someone, first of all, it's not our job to teach people lessons. They have to go through their, exactly what you're saying. They have to go through their life lesson on their own. They have to go through those experiences to allow them to come to those own conclusions. And exactly what you just said, when we present people prematurely, I've had this happen in my life. I mean, I know we all have prematurely when we're not ready, 
we become defensive and then we run away from the lesson itself. And so it's like, even though you're trying to get them to learn, you're actually pushing them further away from it. And um, I, I brought this up in one of our other podcast episodes where in terms of like, I love what you said in terms of like parenting, because my mom has always been really spiritual. That's always been a part of my upbringing. Um, and I went through this like, um, I don't know what to call it, like a healing medical thing, you know, in my life. And her response was, that was God. You need to thank God. And I responded with, even though I was spiritual, I was so defensive and I pushed it away. And I was just like, no, you know, like with anger. And like, I mean, I didn't tell it to her, but that's what was going on in my mind. And, and so then I, life went on and I could look back and I was like, huh, like that was like, you're saying that was my idea, you know, like, huh, she was, I didn't say she was right, but like, I always reflected on that moment. Well, a few years later, her and I were having a conversation, a very passionate, heated conversation about uh, someone that we both care about a lot. We love so much. And she was like, I just wish that they would like have more faith. I just wish that they would. And she's like saying how she tries to have these conversations with them about God and spirituality. And I had to tell her, you know, when that happened in my life and you showed up in that way, it actually pushed me further away from my relationship with God because you like, that wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't for you, you know, like that was, and I love her and I know her intention and I know the space that it was coming from. And she is that like whole spiritual, beautiful light of a human being so connected to her higher power. And um, I know what space it came from, but that's why we have to be careful and mindful of other people's journeys. And something that um, I had a conversation that really changed my thought processes. I obviously don't have children and but in my mind, you know, cause you, I think about those things of like when I have children and like, I've done so much research on birth order and then just my own experiences and whatnot, especially being a middle child, <laughs> uh, which kudos to you for not creating a middle child <laughs> yet. <laughs> no, no, I'm just zero. Kidding. I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful for my middle child syndrome, <laughs> but um but um, I did all that research and I always, prior to having this conversation with someone, I always said I wanted to have, you know, so I want like a whole, you know, like baseball, football team of like a family. It's, it's that dream is slowly fading away. <laughs> it's like my life is progressing. But one thing that I always said is that I would want a little boy first. And I had a conversation, I've always said this, but there's a specific time I was having a conversation with someone. And I said, I want a little boy first. So that way he could be protective of like any of the rest of, you know, he could be like the, you know, like the big, you know, and it, it just speaks to everything else within this conversation that we're talking about. And she goes, my friend, she goes, that's a lot of pressure to put on uh, like a child and, uh, and to go deeper. And that's how she said it. And I was like, whoa, um, <laughs> got me there. Like <laughs> dream squashed. <laughs> like I've accepted <laughs> um, like with the level of understanding. And, <laughs> but um, even in that way, as like a, a parent, you can entirely create this image which is no different from expecting this and even more powerful because for this little tiny human to come into the world 
and immediately give them a role to play. Oh, I would not. Oh, I would not want to do that. And so it just like this, the, the wheel was turned in that conversation yeah. to just like, just kidding, <laughs> change. Yeah, so, and that's yeah. just allowing people to be truly who they are. And I think right. that is the deepest form of love that you can show right. somebody. Right. Well, I think of like, this comes up for me with you and Kai and like, oh. uh, I know you have a lot to say about this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like in terms of motherhood and like, and I don't know if you want to like touch yeah. that area, but I, I find it to be so, because I would hope that one day I can apply this lesson in my own life with my own children, you know, but I see how that's something that you like work through, you know, I read a book called I think it's called the awakened family and it really it helped me a lot um it helped me so much with kind of just understanding that like I'm a parent and my job is to like what I said before give them this healthy loving space in order to excel in whatever they excel in but I have no control over who he is naturally instinctive he was born with this he says that in he died in I don't remember which war he fought in a war and he also tells me that his brother he said that he died in the war but his brother survived I don't know he has this whole story of like I forget I don't remember which war who who knows and um and I I believe him and so with me and even if that's made up that's just who he is inherently and so after reading that book and then I also saw a psychic in Salem Massachusetts and she helped me a lot too she was like he already has his whole life path and you need to like stop fighting against it and hearing that and then reading the book of like you're they are their own soul they're their own person and you cannot control what they are and the more I can because I did there was a time that I took every single thing that had a gun away I would not allow any sort of violence, nothing, nothing. And then what happened is like, that's just who he is instinctively. And then, then I'm making it taboo. So then what, what's that going to create? So now, and it's still, it's a work, it's a work (laughs) in progress for me. It's difficult. I can't stand it most of the time, but I love him. And I know that what I'm teaching him, I'm meant to be his mother because I'm meant to teach him what it's like to like, instead of the enemy, let's shoot them and kill them. How about let's just have a conversation with them? And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, how about <laughs> instead of like murdering people and just keeping this violence, just a never ending thing of violence where we just keep killing our enemies and then we make more enemies and then more people are dying instead, like stop, <laughs> talk, look at the person, hear their perspective and then come to an agreement. So he, that's what that's what I'm trying to teach to to my kid while also honoring who he is and it's a really tough thing to navigate but (laughs) (laughs) but if we like apply that approach you know like if we looked at because I think and you're doing it beautifully they're just (laughs) radiant little you guys will meet them one day (laughs) (laughs) they definitely have they're just like amazing personalities and perspectives and I think it just it just I mean it says so much because in that it's like the purest form of like like I was fortunate enough to be raised by a woman to like be brought into the world you know by a woman and raised by a woman that 
was so supportive of all of like my dreams and ambitions. Um, and she does this thing. And if she's listening to it right now, I've never actually said this out loud, but I could tell her an idea that I've had. She does this and I love her for it. Uh, I could tell her an idea that I've had and I've never told her about it before. Like, I think at one point I was like, I want to, and I was like a full grown adult living in Los Angeles. And I was like, I want to be a park ranger. And she was like, she'll always say this anytime, new idea. I always told you, you'd be a great park ranger. (laughs) I always told you, you'd be a great hairstylist. I always told you, and it's just like that, like, and she probably did, you know, did you like somewhere, like, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to tell you that you could do anything you want to. Um, When I was a baby, I had a really big head. And so, um, she would say I had a big head because I had big brains, you know, (laughs) and so therefore I was really smart and I was going to be the first president of the United States, you know, like, I think that the people that bring us into the world, you know, or even just our stories and how that happens for people, I think there's definitely a, a greater purpose of it, but it's like about supporting who they are and not trying to like change, you know, it's like my role is, is in the loving support of who you are and how I am as a person, you know, so it's like you're contributing and you're supporting what, you know, what Kai has to offer to the world through who you are as a human being. And the same to my mom of just being this, like, you can do it all, you know, you could make it. And she herself, and I mean, my mom herself, I mean, she was an, she was one of those, she actually worked at one point in her life as the Easter bunny in a mall. Um, like, and she went from that to being a photographer, a social worker, uh, working for United Way, which is this huge company that, you know, so she, through her, her life story and what she has gone through has really supported me and believing that I can do it all. And, and I, if we were to have that approach in every relationship dynamic, or even just how we show up in the world of just like, this is who I am. And I feel a sense of pride and humbleness and wholeness within who I am as a human being. And I'm showing up in that way to allow space and support or be present for whatever experience, for whatever situation or for whatever person there's no manipulation. There's no control. We're doing exactly what we're meant to be doing, which is, is showing up as ourself. And, and that allows space for other people. If we all do that, I mean, if we all do that, it's just like, I don't know what the world will, I mean, the, the world, world would be more like, peaceful. Right. Or it would, or honestly, if we really want to go deeper, it would continue to be what it is. Because then it's, if, I mean, we're not all, we're not all going to be perfect in that way. You know what I mean? It's it's because that would also be honoring of the fact that like there's people that are in certain aspects of their journey. So definitely, maybe it would be peaceful in the sense of like, I guess peaceful is the right word because we would just be allowing for other people to go through those things. Yeah, I like that. I guess we would never really know, but- We would never really know. (laughs) I'm like- (laughs) For me, the point of all this and what I'm getting from this conversation is like pride is fully honoring yourself and also honoring everybody else for being themselves. And that's the, you can use it, you can use the word pride, you can use it, the word humble, but I think our healthiest, our highest self when we're being prideful is honoring other people's pride. Right. Yeah. And our pride within ourselves too. Yeah. 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 
I like it. I think we're good for today. <laughs> I think we've delved deep into this, this word. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at inside.thelight. Until next time. Lights, lights out. out.